Welcome to the Heroic Soul Podcast. I am your host, Camille Joyce, founder of the Heroic Soul. I believe that when we are willing to commit to ourselves and discover the deepest part of who we are, we can become our own hero. As we do this, we then have the ability to love ourselves and extend that love to our neighbors, ultimately creating a better world. I am excited to share more with you and hope you enjoy today's message. This is episode nine of season two, Living the Life You Want. I am with author and writer Casey Maine. I have Casey Maine here today. She is an author and a writer. She just released her debut book early in the year of 2019. It is titled, I Gave Up Men for Lent. It is the story of a jaded, hopelessly romantic, health-conscious party girl search for meaning. She is also the host of the Better You podcast, which is dedicated to what she believes is the most important relationship, the one we have with ourself. Born and raised in Florida, she enjoyed a successful career in the corporate world before leaving it all behind to pursue her dream of becoming a full-time writer. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and communications and a master's degree in business administration. She is blunt and honest and curious and passionate about helping others to write and share their stories. I know that you guys are going to love Casey just as much as I do. She is truly, truly amazing. And I'm excited for you to hear her insights and her journey and her perspectives. Casey, it is so exciting to have you and the light you emulate in the world on the Heroic Soul podcast today. It is an honor, truly, and I thank you for the gift you are giving all of us and taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a guest. Oh my God, thank you so much. It really is my pleasure. Like I'm, I'm very excited for this conversation. Yes, I am too. And I know our listeners are eager to hear more about what your journey is and the insights when it comes to living the life you want and living the life that they want, right? And you and I have already had some great conversations leading up to this interview. I want to dive right into yet another amazing discussion. I'd like to start it off by just asking, what has brought you to where you are today in life? Oh, so I, about, let's see, two years ago, probably I hit, and I don't want to say, it's hard for me to say rock bottom because it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult of a time, but for me, you know, it was, I felt very disconnected and really just kind of, I say like, blah about life. And ironically, you know, I felt really kind of guilty about that. And almost like I wasn't justified in those feelings because by like all of societal standards, I had a great life. You know, I had a home, I had a job, I had great friends, great family. Um, I was 32 and single at the time. So one could argue that that's a reason to be upset, but you know, I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling really just inspired and fulfilled by my life. And a lot of that did stem from kind of a tumultuous relationship history. And so I kept getting hurt and making stupid decisions. And I kind of just reached this breaking point of being like, okay, something, 
has to give. And I was raised Catholic, although I've never been extremely religious. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a Catholic now, but I did always appreciate the concept of like giving something up for Lent because I can be um, a little bit competitive and I just kind of like that challenge for myself. So this was like right around Lent time. And so I just decided to um, give up men for Lent and because I just wanted like a break from from just all of that nonsense. And then I added in a couple other things, social media, um, hard liquor and sweets, which all ultimately I didn't realize it at the time. But now I see like those were all things that are really just distractions. They were things that kept me focused kind of on the external instead of internal. So when I removed them, that 40 days and then actually probably the past two years just turned into this very self-reflective time. And probably for the first time ever, I spent a lot of time alone, quiet, undistracted, really just like thinking about my life, like how I got to that point, what decisions I made, kind of the path that I was on, like where I was headed, you know, if that's even where I wanted to go. And if it wasn't like, what do I want to do with my life? And it was just this huge check-in, I would say. And, you know, that, that really changed the direction of my life and, and brought me to where I am today. Yeah, well, it's very evident that those experiences and what you learned throughout them has has brought you to where it is that you are today. And so if you think about living the life that it is that you want and that deeper meaning, does it have deeper meaning to you now, which it, it, it seems like that it is clear, but what is different from now than what it was before? So it, it's funny, I, so prior probably to 2017, I I'm not sure I ever really spent a lot of time thinking about what it was I wanted out of life. And unfortunately, I think sometimes our society is kind of set up like that. I mean, I think the last time I had thought about like, okay, what do I want out of life was when I was in college choosing a major. And then it's like you, you know, you choose a major, you get a job, and then you kind of get on this like path of a certain career and you get promoted or, you know, you get recruited by another company and you kind of rarely stop and think like, hold on, is this what I want? Or at least that was like the experience for me. So when 2017 happened, which really was a big change of direction of my life was the first time I, I kind of had that realization of like, hold on, like I'm in charge of my life. So like, what, what is it that I want to do? What do I want out of life? Like, where do I want to be going? And so I started to get very intentional and almost like specific about like what I wanted and how to go about it. And even now, like it's it's a continued learning process because now like two years later, I have a little bit broader view of what it means to kind of go after the, the life you want. And it's something I had heard. And unfortunately, like I can't remember who said it, so I can't give them credit, but this is not my thought. But this kind of concept that there's a difference between um, end goals and means goals. And so end goals are much like, bigger concepts. Like I want to feel, um, inspired. I want to make a difference. I want to feel fulfilled or, you know, I want to inspire others or they're, they're very big concepts. And then means goals are kind of the steps that you go about the more specific things to reach that end goal. And we kind of can get so caught up in the means goals that we sometimes lose sight of the end goal when in reality, we should stay focused on the end goal and be a little bit more open-minded as to like the means at which we can get there. So 
now that's kind of my, my viewpoint of it is it's a, it's a bigger definition of what living the life you want means. So it, it no longer for me, you know, kind of lives in a type of job or, you know, relationships or family or any of those roles. It's like a much bigger kind of deeper inner feeling. Yeah, sure. I think that is so beautiful. Um, Especially, you know, like you've mentioned is that you, um, in your book, that you worked for a corporate company for a very long time, a very great corporate company. And when you're talking about um, just uh, having bigger, more meaning in life and getting caught up sometimes in just those uh, those societal or cultural uh, goals, I guess, we can lose sight of it. So I think that's really powerful for our listeners to see that where you are in life, which you can kind of see as steps in the process, right? Of whatever, wherever it is you are in life, but really getting in tune with oneself and that authentic self. And what is it? What's your purpose? What is it Mm -hmm. that you really want to do in life? Um, Which kind of guides me into my next question when it comes to um, being authentic and being true to who you are. What does that have to do? What do you think that has to do with living the life that you want? Well, I think you can't, you can't know what you truly want out of life if you don't know who you are. And I don't think that you can really know who you are if you aren't kind of practicing that on a daily basis. And I think that's, honestly, I think that's part of the the process of life. Like I very much believe that, you know, we come into this world as these perfect little bundles of love. And then along the way, life starts to make things difficult. And so we do what we have to do to, you know, quote unquote, survive. And that usually involves like picking up some fears and some insecurities and some defense mechanisms and some walls. And it's like, we're piling all these layers of like who on top of who we actually are, these different roles that we play and different masks that we wear. And then I think you reach a point at some point in time where you kind of almost feel suffocated by all those layers. Mm -hmm. And then it is like a long process to, undo them. Mm -hmm. And you only actually undo them by, by practicing it and kind of continuing to like walk through life, trying to figure out and be who you are. And with each layer might come kind of a, a variation in the definition of what you think the life you want looks like, because it's, it's almost like an unlearning process. And so I think I think it's why we're all here. Like, I think that is the learning process, but I I don't know. I just, I think it's really important to understand that it is a process. And so with each step, like things can change. Like I found it's almost like right when I think, okay, like I've got it. Like I know who I am. I realize like there's more work to do. So I don't know that we ever really get there, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I believe that as well, that there's definitely a process of, of, uh, unbecoming to become, right? And yes. so we kind of peel away from all those layers at some point in our life. And then we start reconstructing. And what we find is that we, we when we reconstruct ourselves, sometimes when those pieces fall apart, we are put back together a completely different person. And it's actually a really beautiful uh, process to go through, which during the time, it seems really heavy and hard. And it's just like, oh, and everything has fallen apart. But when you take that time and that um, consciousness that the process that you went through of just really being 
um, aware and removing some of those uh, things from your life that were distractions, you were able to become one with yourself and finding yourself and being more authentic to who it is that you really are. And I want to touch real quick on the fear that you mentioned. I want to go a little bit more into that because we all know that fear can be a big contributor to whether or not people live in alignment with who they really are. And I, I, I think sometimes people go their whole lifetime in that fear and not being true to who they are. What are your thoughts on fear and how it plays a role in this? So I think I have a whole new appreciation for fear now. And I think if you start to pay attention to it, it actually provides a lot of insight. And now I think it's really almost, it's like, it's like the direction we actually need to go in. Because if you think about it, your fears are really just revealing whatever like negative or limited beliefs you have about yourself. So, you know, if you're afraid to go for a certain job because like you're afraid you won't get it, or maybe you're afraid of all the change it'll make in your life, or you're afraid of the responsibility, like whatever your reason is for that fear, that is like a little bit of insight into like whatever limited beliefs you have. And like those limited beliefs, I think are part of like the layers I talked about before. So it's like, you've got to go through them. Like you've got to almost just like go in that direction to realize that that limited belief or that layer isn't true. That isn't really who you are. So it's like you have to go through it. And of course, I'm talking about, you know, fears in terms of like, you know, our 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 mental and like our psyche, not obviously right. like putting ourselves in physical harm. But, you know, I just I think that fear just reveals so much about ourselves. It's not, you know. I think we've tricked ourselves to think we have it to keep us safe. And in reality, it's keeping us from being who we really are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see that. We see that in ourselves. We see that every day in just the world around us and and those fears and, you know, don't do this or this is going to happen. Or if you go for this job, then it means that you are worthless and which is so not the truth, right? It's just a, a process of learning and facing those fears to become Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that also like fear, it it's so sneaky and it can be disguised as other things. So, you know, especially in this day and age, um, we're very polarized and we have very strong opinions on a lot of different topics. And when somebody has an opposing opinion, it, you know, we, it, it becomes an argument and we get all upset. And so if you kind of really look at that and start to ask like, why? Like, why does it matter if I believe the same thing that you believe, whether it be religion, politics, like, you know, favorite color, whatever it is. And, and I just wonder, like, is it because like, if you believe something, maybe that means that I'm wrong. And that's my fear of like being wrong. And so I just think that fear is, is the underlying issue in a lot of areas of our lives. And it's not always so easy to spot, but if you start to look for it more, then that's when you can identify it. And it's kind of like one of those, what's that saying? Like name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as soon as you see it and you know what it is, it's no longer bigger than you. And you're no longer like so close to it and so attached to it that you're not aware of it. Like awareness is like always the first step of overcoming anything. Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that is so insightful and so helpful. Um, I, I just think that it, it is amazing. And um, the the fear and just facing it, right? Just paying attention. What it, What is it that is happening to me right now? Like, is there a, a, 
even a feeling like that that knot in your stomach or that moment where you start feeling hot or, you know, you, and you feel like you've got to respond in that um, anger really sometimes because, you know, that f- anger is a stems from the fear. So mm-hmm. when we start paying attention to our behaviors and how it is that we are, re- are reacting to certain situations or certain topics or certain things that can teach us. And when we take the time to really pay attention that then, then we start, you know, understanding more about the deeper world around us and who it is that we are and what is really going on. Yeah. Like I, I, I figured this out a while ago and I, and I'm actually just now remembering it and like reminding myself, like, I think ultimately kind of in this world, it comes down to like two opposing forces, like fear versus love. Mm -hmm. And like, love is the language of our soul, our Mm -hmm. spirit yes, and fear is the language of our ego. And so it will be very sneaky and kind of how it plays out in your life even. And I think for a long time, you know, I had, I had an issue with, you know, that I was getting into my thirties and I wasn't married yet because, you know, it comes down to like, ultimately like a fear of being alone, which is kind of the easy answer. But if you ask like why and dig deeper, like, why am I afraid to be alone? Because clearly like, I don't think I'm enough like for myself. So I think if you continue to dig into all, all the fears, you can get to these like deeper rooted negative or limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And then the next step is to essentially, again, just overcome that and saying, I am enough. I am worthy. I am capable of all that it is that I desire and, uh, and the life that it is that I truly want to live. So, um, for you, why does living the life you want and fear and being true to who you are move you to do the work you are doing today and to write and, and the, and the books and, um, all that it is that you're doing your podcast. Well, like now it's like, I think that's why we're here. Like, I think that is the point of life is we are here to remove the limited beliefs, peel back all the layers, get to who we actually are and fulfill kind of whatever, purpose it is we have in this life and to learn the lessons that we're here to learn. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I I don't, I don't want to waste this life, I guess. And so for me, it's not, my goals have changed in terms of, um, you know, have a certain type of career and, you know, in the corporate world and make this much money so that I can retire and travel and get married and have children. And, and I'm so open-minded to all of that, but it's like, that's no longer, the focus. Like my focus now is I read this in a book. Um, ultimately that our, our goal is to like find our inner bliss. And so it's like, if you start to pay attention to what really inspires you and like what really excites you and you just feel like fulfilled and just like full of life, like that's the point we all need to get because whenever we're doing whatever puts us in that like emotional state, like that's what the world really needs from us, like that version of us. So for me, I've just, I've realized like, I, I love conversations like this. I, I enjoy writing. I love to take kind of 
big, deep, conceptual topics and try and speak or write about them in a slightly more relatable way. And, you know, I love to hear people's stories and help share people's stories because I believe that we are all so much more connected than we realize. And we're all going through a lot of the same internal struggles. They're just wrapped in different circumstances. So if we can get real and honest in this kind of very filtered society that we live in, then, you know, maybe we can remove some of those barriers and all get back to like a little bit more connection and connection breeds love and, you know, encouragement. And so I've just, I think I lived so long out of touch with like who I actually am and what makes me happy that only now I've started to get like little glimpses of it. But now I'm just like chasing those glimpses because I think that's the bigger point of like why I'm here. Sure. Well, it makes me think, uh, just going back to those uh, those passions and what fills us up, and um, when you were saying that, you know, we're born these innocent just beings uh, full of love, and those, you know, as a child, they are so raw, and they are f- so full of life and authentic to who it is that they are, and their artwork and the creativity and those those little things that it is they do fills them up in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we become disconnected with that and or the expectations. And I want to just ask you about that. What are your thoughts on those expectations uh, or outside expectations that contribute to, uh, to people's um, inability, I guess, to fill that freedom, to fill that fullness, to fill the life that they really want to, to fill? Yeah, expectations are are tough. Um, you know, we place them on ourselves, um, and sometimes they're internally driven, and sometimes they're externally driven. And that was kind of a really big realization and turnaround point for me that I make in the in my book is kind of realizing for the first time ever how much I had let other people's expectations kind of direct the course of my life, and and it was tricky to really understand that because it's not like those expectations were coming from any kind of a bad place. You know, they were family and friends who loved me and really wanted the best for me. And I loved them and I cared about their opinion and wanted to make them happy. And so I think we get bombarded with opinions, I guess, of how our life should look. And those opinions can range from, you know, family, friends, significant others, to, you know, just overall like societal, like quote unquote norms. And like all of that ultimately I think is just noise. And it's, it's just kind of a constant test to be like, okay, how in touch are you with your actual self and what, what feels right to you and what you want to be doing? And then are you going to be willing to fight for that? And, you know, not fight in any kind of a negative way, but respectfully communicate to the people who, might question your decisions that this is what you really want for your life. And this is what feels right for you. And, you know, unfortunately, like our world today has, I don't know, almost like deemed certain activities as like professions and others as like hobbies. And so, you know, when I was growing up and like going into college, like I didn't even consider like writing as a career. Like I didn't even, that wasn't even like on my radar. Cause I think it wasn't one of the big major kind of, I guess, more normal careers. And so I just, I think it's so important to spend the time like with yourself distractions away 
to get back in touch with who you really are and what you really want. Because if you don't have that center, kind of that anchor, that's when like, it's too easy to just like go with the flow of what, what all the external expectations are, are saying is right for your life. Yeah. So do you have any intentional practices that you incorporate in your life that help you stay grounded and centered um, and just disconnected from that noise? Anything that may help our listeners? So kind of going back to, to what we talked about earlier, that like awareness is always like the first step. So it's like you got to create like that little bit of space. So I think for me, the important first step was recognizing my patterns, which I was able to do like you know, I I wouldn't recommend anybody necessarily give up a bunch of stuff for 40 days and write a book, but spend some intentional time alone with yourself. And it doesn't need to be like meditating, but just thinking back through your life and what actually went into the decisions you made. Like, were they your decisions or what were the other reasons you made them? And then you can start to identify like what your patterns are. And so it's like, you've got to be aware of your patterns first so that you can kind of catch them when you're falling back into it. And then like, now I just, I think maybe I don't react as quickly to things. So, you know, if I'm going to make a decision or when someone else is giving me advice, it's kind of just take that little pause to question it almost like kind of, okay, how do I actually feel about this person? Like if I'm reacting negatively, is it just because, you know, I don't like to be told what to do. Like, so try and remove all those like emotional reactions or like need to please and all that and really be like, okay, is this, is this what I want to be doing? Like, does this feel right for me? And it's, I don't know, it sounds so like conceptual and subtle, but it's, it's worked for me, I guess, that kind of just awareness of thoughts essentially. And then kind of, creating a little bit of space and pausing like before you react or make decisions so that you can kind of fully understand where your decisions are coming from. Sure. And I I think about it reminds me of those little uh, funnels, I guess, that (laughs) for cooking, I can't even remember what it's called, but you you have a filter essentially or a funnel that you can put all of that stuff through and then, um, you know, let it uh, take what it is that, that is beneficial to you and remove anything that is not beneficial yes. to you. And you may have uh, answered, this may be uh, to my question, what you just uh, said as, as far as awareness goes, maybe the answer to this, but we both know how easy it can feel for those of us who are just talking like this and that we've been there and now we're here and we've overcome and we've learned and um, we're living the lives we want to live or we're trying to get there. But oftentimes it doesn't feel that easy for people to reach the places they see others that they may be in. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the first step to living the life that you want can be different for each individual. Would you consider that awareness and, and those intentional practices being the first general step that you would recommend someone to start? Or do you have any other ideas for them that could yeah. help them? Yeah, I think getting back in touch with yourself is just kind of the the key, I think. And so even if you just try and sit, I don't know, on your couch, no TV, no phone, nobody else there for, you know, like 20, 30 minutes, like, can you, can you do that? Or like, how uncomfortable does that like start to get? And it seems so silly, but at least for me to this day, like it's, 
it's difficult because our mind is always going, oh, I've got to do this, or I've got to talk to this person, or like, I wonder what's happening on social media, or I wonder if I've gotten that email and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's, there's so much noise. So to like try and quiet that noise, I think is like the first step to getting back in touch with yourself. And then for me, like, and, and I don't know that this is right for everybody, but journaling was extremely helpful for me because you know, our minds move so fast. And, um, I think especially like women, you know, there's some relationship expert that has this funny bit about how, you know, men's minds are like, um, a basement with a bunch of different boxes. And there's a box for sports, a box for family, a box for wife, like everything is separated and no boxes are touching. Whereas a woman's mind is like a ball of twine. Everything is interconnected. Everything like impacts everything else. So I always like think of that and I'm like, okay, so our mind is just like a little spark moving among that like ball of twine and it's just constant. And so you can sit and think back through kind of your past and how you made the decisions you've made, but it's like your mind is actually moving so quickly that I don't know, it's like we can get lost in it. So when mm-hmm. you take the time to journal, you're kind of forcing yourself to slow down and form those really all over the place thoughts into like complete sentences. And then once you go back through and read it, like sometimes like reading your story on paper, like there's no escaping your patterns. It just becomes very evident, or at least like for me, that was the case. So, you know, I would say either, you know, just taking some quiet time or maybe, you know, doing some journaling. Um, I think that either of those two practices it can kind of kickstart that process of figuring out like who you really are and what you really want. Well, and I'm hearing a lot of just self-commitment and being willing to do the work, right? And it's mm-hmm. it can be hard stuff. I mean, I know it's journaling is such a special thing for me as well, but I know for some people it may seem like a daunting thing to do and it's just, Oh, I gotta, you know, sit down and when, when, when am I going to do that? And, um, you know, I've talked to people before who say that it's hard, it's difficult for them, um, to do certain, certain things that, that really could help them. Um, but you know, it's really about them figuring out what is best for them. What is it? What is that thing for them? Is it going outside and, you know, kicking a soccer ball, you know, that just might help Mm -hmm. you feel better? Or is it taking some time out of your day to journal or to meditate or whatever that thing may be for them? It's really about them being one with themselves and discovering what that is and being willing to do the work. Exactly. And like, I I spoke to a woman not too long ago that, you know, she, she kind of did her journaling in her head. She's like, I just decided I would take a walk outside every afternoon, no phone and just think. And that's how she was able to kind of process through and, and work through a lot of her stuff. And I think the important thing here is like, it's self-understanding and self-compassion. And I think in, especially these days as you know, there's all this stuff about like self-care and self-work and, you know, I'm all in that world and everything too. Then it's like, we, it's almost like the pendulum swings too far. Then we start to be like too hard on ourselves of like how we Mm self-care. So, and I struggle with that too. Like I am, I am very much still in process in a lot of ways. Like I said earlier, I'm not sure the process is ever done. So there's another element of like just accepting where you are in the process. So, you know, maybe the idea of journaling appeals to you and maybe you start to think, Oh, huh. Like 
I should really like journal tomorrow morning when I wake up or like tonight before I go to bed, but you don't, that's okay. Like there might be 35 of those moments of like, I need to do this before you actually do it. And like, that's totally fine. Like we are where we are. Yeah. That is so, so helpful to people to understand and, and to know that it's okay. It's okay if uh, you don't uh, sit down and, and journal for an hour. But, uh, you know, taking whatever that time is out of your day to do whatever that thing is that you need to do that helps you feel better and feel more at peace and that freedom, that's that's the important part uh, to this. Yeah. Like I took, I took a lot of walks on the beach, listening to Ted talks and podcasts Mm -hmm. and like YouTube videos, like listening to what other people had to say. I think before I was really ready to go inside and be like, okay, what do I have to say? And so, you know, going back to awareness, even having that thought of like, huh, I need to, I need to do something. I'm feeling off. That awareness is a huge step because think about how long you maybe lived completely unaware that you weren't totally fulfilled with your life or that you wanted something different or something more, something just felt off. So it's like, just even the, the fact of like admitting that to yourself is like a great step and like one to be celebrated essentially. I know for me, uh, it was listening to that inspiring content and to those influential people. And that's really what it is that you and I do when it comes to podcasting and bringing individuals like yourself on so that we can hear their perspectives and hear their insights and, and what it is, w- what was their journey. So to the point of focusing on the positive, if you were to put this into practical steps in what you did, You started with Lent and removing men and social media and other items and those distractions can vary for each person. So that's where you started, right? I tried to set myself up mentally in a more kind of positive state. So whereas I used to wake up in the morning and turn the news on and listen to the news while I got ready for work, I stopped doing that completely and instead started listening to positive podcasts. Yes. um, you know, whatever it may be. So you're starting like the first messaging you get in the morning switches from negative, which unfortunately the news is usually very negative Mm -hmm. to positive and inspiring. And so that's not to say that you can't still know what's going on in the world. Just maybe don't do it like first thing in the morning when your mind, like science has shown, like that's when your mind is at its like most impressionable state. So if like the first thing you're doing is listening to the news or like checking email or checking social media to see what everyone else is doing, like that right there is not like putting yourself first. And so that was another big thing that I did. And then the, the journaling, which really was the topics varied, like just kind of whatever happened that day that I thought of, I kind of wrote about, and then I was like, okay, what does this remind me of in the past? And kind of then told that story. So if people are looking for like slightly more practical steps, I guess my advice would be like, find some time to remove distractions, you know, look at your morning routine and can you make it a little bit more like positive and inspiring? And then think about your life. Maybe it's write about your life. Maybe it's just walk and think. Uh, Maybe it's even find a friend or your significant other that you want to talk it out with. Like, I'm sure that would work too. Like going back to what we said, like whatever, whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And paying attention to how, whatever it is that you do makes you feel right. So paying attention that listening to that negativity when it comes to the news doesn't feel good 
you know, to you. If it doesn't, then choose to do something else. Or, you know, if you happen to be in the company of somebody who is negative, you know, we all know that there are Mm -hmm. uh, individuals like that in our lives that it just isn't healthy for us. And so, you know, just walking away in grace and love and and still uh, appreciating the person, but not allowing that into your soul, which is that part of you that is going to help you be authentic to who it is you are and giving to it in a manner that is going to help you be authentic to who you are and living the life that you want to live. So um, I am so grateful for your insights and again, your perspectives. And um, I want to ask you um, uh, before uh, we conclude here, where can people find you and where can they get your book and learn more about your work? Yeah. So um, my website is a great place to start. It's caseymain.com. My book is titled, I gave up men for Lent, the story of a jaded, hopelessly romantic health conscious party girl search for meaning. And it's quite a mouthful. (laughs) And that is available in paperback form on Amazon, um, in ebook on Kindle and audio on um, Audible. And I read the audio. So if you're not turned off by my voice um, and you're an audible person, then um, then you can check it out there. And yeah, I host, um, I have a new podcast. So it's called The Better You Podcast with Casey Main. So um, there's links to that on my website, links to all my socials on my website. And um, yeah, I'm very accessible. So people, you know, my emails on my website, by all means, reach out. And um, yeah, I, I love connecting with people. And I, I just I love these conversations. I love it too, Casey. Thank you so much for the gift of your time. We would certainly love to have you as a guest and hear from you more again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was awesome. You're welcome. For show notes on today's episode, you can visit theheroicsoul.com. To stay more connected, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Heroic Soul. Now is the time for you to commit to yourself and reclaim your life to becoming your own hero and living the life you deserve to live.